What you've got here is a rebroadcast, or let me put it a different way, a reposting of a Let's Go Eat show from about, well, I don't know how long ago, two two years ago, two, two and a half years ago, uh, and uh, it's with our uh, good friend Todd Newcomb, uh, the current program director of X96, and uh, uh, just a good friend, and a person I've known for years and years and years, as you'll probably hear in this uh, reposting of this episode. I hired Todd Newcomb for his first radio job, as a matter of fact. We'll talk all about that. But we thought it was a timely moment to repost this episode of the Let's Go Eat Show with Todd because it was about four years ago that uh, X96 was, well, it was number one in the ratings. I think it was our strongest number one ratings ever. We're almost always number one. But these were, we were especially number one four years ago. We had really strong ratings. And we were doing great in every demographic. Uh, we were just kicking everybody's ass in the ratings. And we were going to have a great Christmas. Well, as it turned out, Todd Newcomb was not going to have such a great Christmas. Because right before Christmas, as I said, four years ago, right about this time, Todd came down the stairs from the boss's office. The boss, right behind him. Radio from hell, me, Carrie, Gina, coming out of the studio. And Todd said, guess what? They just fired me. We were stunned, of course, and you're going to hear all about that in this reposting of the Let's Go Eat show. Son of a bitch. We couldn't believe it. You'll hear about it. So, uh, the reason we're reposting it, well, as I said, it's kind of timely, uh, we're doing great now, by the way. Todd is solid as our program director. Our ratings are great. We're all good. Well, except I'm not so good. Uh, I'm, uh, as the old timers say, I'm going under the knife. I probably will have had surgery. No, well, I don't know when you're listening to this, but I'm getting some surgery. They're uh, they're putting a bunch of shit in my back, in my spine, a bunch of pieces of metal screwing my spine together. As a, and uh, uh, as a matter of fact, we'll post a picture of the some of the shit they're putting in my back along with this episode of the Let's Go Eat show. Uh, I don't know when we're going to post another episode of the Let's Go Eat show. It's going to take a little while for me to recover. Uh, so just stay tuned. Keep listening. Keep looking for the Let's Go Eat show. Uh, we'll get back to it as soon as we can. Uh, please send us your suggestions of who you'd like to hear us uh, talk to. Uh, we've got uh, our uh, website, uh, theletsgoeatshow.com. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter, at the Let's Go Eat Show. Communicate with us however you can. Send us stuff. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, have a good January. I suspect we'll be back strong and as good as ever in February. All right? So, enjoy. Uh, oh, and thanks to uh, Dylan, of course, always for producing the show. Uh, if you're pouring the drinks, or in this case, if you're passing around the bottles of pain pills, always give me some extra ones. <laughs> and enjoy this uh, repost of Todd Newcomb on the Let's Go. Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. By, okay. the time, by the time this show is over, I'll know what all these buttons do. It'll sound good yeah. for the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Solo Thai Kitchen is where we're doing this episode of the Let's Go Eat show. And uh, we're with our old friend, uh, Todd Newcomb, who I thought we would never, ever talk to again <laughs> at one point. I thought that, too. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't, I don't know where to start exactly. Um, uh, you were... You are, uh, how long did you work at X96? I was there when, the, when we started the station back yep. in 1992. You were there. In fact, you gave me my first radio job back uh, at KJQ. In what year was that? That was 1988, August of 88. So and how old, how old a kid were you then? I was, I was 18, and I was so excited to work in the middle of the night. Uh, Todd was 18 years old in 1988 again, was yeah. it? Oh, yeah. 88. Uh, and uh, Carrie and I were doing the morning show. At that time? Cause, yep. Yeah, because we started in 86 doing the morning show. And I'd started working at KJQ in 1980. And you uh, probably listened to KJQ when you were growing up. How are you doing? How's it going, Good. Hi. Nice to see you. Yeah. We're, we're already time? recording, but that's okay. It's all right. What's your name again? Mine's Jake. Jake. Jake Dreyer, right? Jake Dreyer. Yeah. Hi, Jake. Jake is... Cut. Are you the manager here at Solotai Kitchen? The owner. The owner. Yeah, the right. owner. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Cool. Yeah, good yeah. deal. Well, we're going to get Todd eating some uh, Thai food here. Good deal, good deal. <laughs> Todd, is not, Todd is not a big uh, adventurous eater. 
Well, we can. You can talk right. You talk right into there. We're already recording. Go ahead. We can get them started on on a yellow belt level or something like that. No problem. I'm sure I'll expand my horizons. I'll find something that I like. Absolutely. No, glad to have you guys. So I'll take care of you. Let me know what you need. Okay. Thanks, Jake. Just you know, anybody time anybody wants to come over and take our order, we'll just. Or should we just let the? Or should we just let the chef let? Let's let, let you. Let me set you up. Let me yeah. set you up. Whatever yeah. you want us to have, bring it over. You got it. Okay. You got it. I'll All take right. care All of right. it. I'll be brave. I'll test anything. <laughs> That's how we do it on the Let's Go Eat show. Okay, so Todd, now back to uh, uh, talking about you getting into radio. Yeah. Uh, you were growing up in uh, Plain City? Hooper. 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 Sorry. I was a uh, ripping Hooper, went to Roy High School and had just barely graduated. And there was an ad in the paper for a, uh, an overnight control board operator at KJQ AM, which was kind of the same place as KJQFM. Yeah, it w- and it was a little uh, dumpy little radio station in Ogden on Gibson Avenue. Oh, yes. So you came by, and I was the one hiring people uh, and interviewing people. Do you, what do you remember about that day? I remember meeting you for the first time, and <laughs> you had short hair at the time, which you really haven't had for since, the last yeah. for, you know, years since mm-hmm. then, but now you got it again. So you had short hair, and, and I thought you were kind of funny because I'd been, you know, I'd been a fan of the radio station. I'd listened to you and Carrie. Um, I kind of thought you, you sounded on the air like you were cool, and then when I met you, I thought you kind of dressed sort of dorky. <laughs> it was my <laughs> honest thought. What, what, how did I dress dorky? I don't remember what kind of clothes I was wearing. I remember, wearing at that time. and I don't think you had them on. Uh, when I first met you, weren't wearing overalls, but I do remember overalls being in some of your. I used to wear overalls wardrobe. occasionally. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I remember that, and uh, that was really stupid of me. <laughs> You're much cooler now. You're and very I mean, sexy. And I mean, and I mean, and I used to wear old old guy farmer overalls that I got at Smith and Edwards. Yeah, they were nice though. I mean, they were kind of yeah. cool, but yeah. it was it was not what I expected. I thought it was hip somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then I remember we started taking you to JMR, and you started getting some yeah. pretty wild yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. So yeah. now he has the great fashion sense you see here today. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, so you came in to interview and uh, uh, I tried I tried to impress you with my knowledge of being a, uh, a mobile DJ like my brother and I had a mobile sound system and we right. would we'd do church dances and stuff like that so I, I thought I'll you know I'll be like yeah. hey you know I can I can work a cassette deck mm-hmm. and uh, uh, all I remember about meeting you uh, is nothing. <laughs> I was a little. I was a little torpy new waver, Bill. <clears throat> yeah, I remember you. Oh, you had. That's right. You had the flock of seagulls hair. Yeah, oh yeah, hanging in my face. Yeah, was... hanging in your face. And you were really young looking. I mean, I you were eight. I think I might have said, "Are you sure you're 18? Yeah, you probably did. Because when I look back at some of the photos of me from that era, mm-hmm. I really looked like I was about thirteen. Yeah. Uh, so, so, but I do remember that uh, you must have known who the vice president of the United States was. Yeah. Because that's what it was always one of my interview questions. Do you right. know who the vice president of the United States is? And if, if you could answer yes, and then tell it was tell, pretty much a given, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would hire people. So what did I hire you for? I was an overnight board op for the AM station, which meant that I would come in the middle of the night. Uh, I think the shift was 1 a.m. to about 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I was in charge of making sure that the AM and the FM ran. Uh, the AM was kind of a... Well, the AM went through several different versions, but we, our main job was to put together the two-hour vintage radio program that would play that evening. Old-time radio, yeah. So we'd splice together like uh, four, hour, four different episodes of uh, 30-minute shows for that. Mm-hmm. And then the FM played a tape recording that's old reel-to-reel. They would record Biff Raff's show in the afternoon, <laughs> and they would play that back from, from you know, like 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. would then mm-hmm. play 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. and the tape was a piece of crap and it never worked right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, but you were now. Did you think when I hired you that you were going to be on the air? That was my goal. I and I knew. But that you I, didn't think you were going to be on the air right at first. No, I, I knew that, but I knew that I would get in there and start learning and try to see what was going on mm-hmm. and uh, you know maybe have have it happen. So and and uh, uh, and you realize what the job that I hired you for was the job I started doing in radio. Really? Yeah, that's exactly I mean the the duties were a little bit different than what you described, but that's exactly I got hired at that radio station uh, 8 years before doing that job, overnight yeah. board. Wow. That's and, what I did. and we had to also feed the cat. Yeah, Farnsworth. Farnsworth. Farnsworth the kitty cat. Farnsworth the cat. So, so I uh, and then so I remember calling you at your job to tell you the Golden Corral. Yeah, he was work. Todd was working at the Golden Corral in Ogden on I think it was on Wall Avenue. It was, it's right where the Texas Roadhouse currently stands. Yeah, and uh, so I called him there to tell him he gotten the job, and he went, "Oh, that's that's really great. Thank you very much." And I said, "I told you when you were start would start." 
And you said, okay, thank you. Yes, Mr. Allred. And of I course. Said, yeah. And I said, see you later. And you said goodbye. And then I heard before you hung up the phone, I heard you go, oh, 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 I got it. I got the job. I got the job. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. I was excited. Yeah, you were really thrilled. And then Carrie and I came in and ate uh, at the Golden Corral because uh, you were in charge of the potato bar mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, yeah we'd, get, we'd get you hooked up with some nice toppings and delicious baked potatoes. Yeah. It was a good time. The potato bar. Todd was in charge of the potato bar at the uh, Golden Corral. Uh, so, so then you come and you start working. It's maybe at, where uh, Todd's love of food started. I think so, yes. Yeah, speaking of Todd's love of food, you don't have a love of food, do you? I, I think my food uh, love is about right on par with Gina Barberi. I think her and I could like have a menu together, and it would totally make sense for both of us. Except you'll eat cheese, right? Well, yeah, I'll eat cheese. She and will eat cheese. I'm probably somewhat more adventurous than Gina, bit. which is kind of frightening. But not much, which, is, <laughs> which, is pretty, which I think is pretty cool because we're here at Solitai Kitchen. Uh, and uh, uh, Jake is going to just start bringing us out some stuff. We'll go for it. And you're going to try it, right? I will. No, I mean, okay. I, I, since, since in the last three, four years, I've started eating sushi. Uh, I've you're started kidding. having uh, my, my eggs, my dippy eggs. Uh, my Instead s- of hard-boiled. Right, or, mm-hmm. or scrambled. Well, yeah. uh, I've, I've tried all kinds of weird stuff, and I like most of it. Okay. So we'll all see right. how this goes. Uh, all right. Well, we'll uh, I'm excited to have you try some, th- some Thai food here. Have you ever eaten any Thai food? The one time, and you remember the the Christmas party we had at uh, another Thai restaurant that I don't know if oh, it yeah, still yeah, exists, yeah. but I'd had too much wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember that? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> so I wasn't really focused on eating that night. No, I... Okay. <laughs> so, so, uh, so you start working at uh, uh, KJQ, and uh, your goal was to get on the air. How long did it take for you to get on the air? I started in August, and then... Um, I, it was within a year that I was doing some like volunteer overnight shows, um, and then I started doing. Uh, shortly after that, I was doing um, some Sunday morning, like six a.m. to ten a.m. I had like a regular show for that. Was that on the FM? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I was so thrilled about that. Um, and then uh, you know I did fill in stuff and hung on and hung on, and then it really happened fast. They ended up needing someone to work six p.m. to. Uh, 10 p.m. was the shift, mm-hmm. and uh, Mike Summers, the program director, wanted me to do it because mm-hmm. I was young and kind of in touch with the kids that were listening mm-hmm. that time of night, and, mm-hmm. and that's how it started. And you were uh, 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 you were really into music, like you said, your brother and you. Oh, we were did, geeks. Did, yeah, yeah, and and it was the new wave music. You liked the new wave. Music. I liked the new wave, the alternative. It was uh, all about that, and I had a huge collection of records, and 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 so I was like into it, and I still am. Like that's still how I am. That's still still your passion. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, was it? Um, do you still have all those records, Todd? Uh huh. I do, and they're in good shape, and I and I am thrilled to have been able to maintain that. Uh, did you, uh, while you were unemployed there for a while, did you ever think about selling your? Record no, I did not. To no. make money. No, no way. No, I'm not, not going to sell gonna that. Happen. Uh, and so you became the famous overnight or late night DJ mm-hmm. at, at a, a KJQ. KJQ. Did that for it was about three years. We left in. Seems like we, we hung in there till about let's see ninety one. It was December of ninety one. Yeah, are you? Uh, yeah. Oh, what's he got? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to have a glass of wine. Yeah. Glass of wine, that'd be great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with ice water. Thank you. Yeah, I'll have it. Th- it's uh, uh, Jake, the owner of uh, Solitai Kitchen, uh, which, by the way, we're broadcasting, we're podcasting from Solitai Kitchen, and that w- white wine right there looks yeah, perfectly fine. Yeah, excellent. Uh, Solitai Kitchen, which is um, on Second West. And about 7 South, right by Broovies yeah. in that little strip mall area there. Uh, a, a fairly new uh, Thai restaurant and, and really, really good stuff. Uh, so anyway, uh, so, you, so you had your records and you, did, and you loved all that kind of music. And then uh, KJQ broke up. Yeah, the owner was uh, crooked. and right. Like I'd come to work. You remember this. We'd come to work and the, there'd be a, a note from the power company saying, you always, you know, six months of the power bill, we're going to shut you off. And we knew something was wrong. Yeah. And it was odd because at that time we knew the station was making a lot of money because our sales manager, Jim Facer, mm-hmm. told us he knew what was going on. And yeah. They were just taking money and running and not paying anything. Uh, money was coming in. Uh, we'd moved our offices to uh, Salt Lake at that time, the as I recall. sales office, yeah. Yeah. Sales office. The studio was still up in Ogden. Uh, and, uh, and then it, everybody left. Pretty much at the same time, yeah. Except Carrie and I didn't right at that time. Because it was the stupidest thing to do was to quit your job. So you had sense enough to try to hang on to it for as long as you could. And then uh, they said to me, after everybody had left, uh, 
They said to me, uh, you're going to have to sign an agreement that says you'll continue to work here for a year or we'll fire you. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm not going to do that, so you'll have to fire me. And they did. Yep. And Carrie stayed. Yep. So where did you go when the when KJQ broke up? When that fell apart, I... Um well, I, I for a couple of weeks didn't really know what to do, but then I started uh, looking for work at different stations. And uh, Q ninety nine five, back in the day, which was a top forty station, needed somebody to to be on the air like overnights, mm-hmm. and that sucked because I thought, well, I'm cooler than that. But at least it was something to do. And you didn't like that kind of music. I was really, really into it. It was kind of a fun radio thing to do because it was all about the you know, hey, it's Q ninety nine five Todd Newcomb and throwing on the latest from Madonna. Here's Vogue. It was all that. Mm-hmm. And I liked that was fun. I really had a fun time with it. And I remember was, listening to you, and you were very enthusiastic about it. And I thought, I know Todd doesn't like this music. <laughs> it was all an act. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> but it was fun, and I had actually a really good time doing that. And it was a huge, popular station. You know, like I think every teenager in Utah at the time listened to it, mm-hmm. and we would do. Uh, and then for a while, they had me doing the 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. shift. There used to be a lot of late night shifts on radio back in the day, mm-hmm. and I was doing that, so it was a pretty sweet, sweet time to be on. And we did the 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 affection connection where you dedicate your your songs to your loved ones. And God, how <laughs> many how many times did I play "To Be With You" by Mr. Big and dedicate that to somebody? Jesus. <laughs> and how long were you there? Uh, about a month and a half. And then what? Because that was when, and it, uh, while this was all going on, we were struggling to get X96 put together. Yeah, there were a bunch of people kind of working behind the scenes. Uh, uh, Jim Facer, uh, who ended up owning X96, and uh, Mike Summers. Um, and th- those, uh, they, they were the principal guys mm-hmm. really doing it. And they kind of had kept you in the loop, did they? Yeah, I did. I remember I'd go to Facer's house every couple of weeks because you know we just mm-hmm. want, we had this passion you know for this great radio station and, and i'd sometimes just drop by facer's house just be like hey how are things going how are things you know had mm-hmm. let me in and he's just was great about just you know nurturing the paranoid you know 20 year old that was mm-hmm. trying to have a cool radio job what a what a you, you can't say enough good about jim facer because honestly he saved modern music alternative music for this format for utah really yeah he did he had re- he not had he and Mc, uh, jim mcneil not stepped in and had the balls to put x96 together and i mean they they especially facer he took every penny he had and threw it into this radio station and hoped like hell it would work yeah and, and it did so yeah and uh, so only two and a half months or so it's it seems like that. Yeah, I started. It was right around New Year's, and then we had X ninety six on the air by February fourteenth. And uh, we we started. Was that February fourteenth? Yeah. I, you see, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> oh, what year was that? Uh, ninety two, February fourteenth, nineteen ninety two. In Provo, X ninety six signs on the air in Provo within the morning. Uh, Dom Casual and Bill Allred. Project X. With, Project X with you two, and then I forget how it rolled out. I know Andrea was doing middays. Mm-hmm. Mike Summers was doing afternoons, I think, and then I was on from uh, like six to ten or six to midnight, and then Chet Tap did midnight to like one or, or midnight to uh, six a.m. And had Biff had already gone. Yeah, Biff left us. He was in at KJQ, and then he left to go start a station in Austin. Uh, oh, that's right. The final yeah. few months of, of KJQ. Yeah. So so there we there we are uh, in Provo, uh, uh, doing doing the radio station, doing X ninety six. And struggling, uh, it was a kind of a tough time, but it was fun, wasn't it? It was fun, and 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 I, thankfully, I was young enough to not really know how insane we all were to try to think we could put this thing together. Because mm-hmm. what a what a story that should never have happened. But uh, yeah, and I actually had to move because I was living. Back, I had to move back in with my parents, and so I was living in in Hooper at the time. And the station's literally in Provo, and I mean, like at the very south end of Provo, damn near Springville, Springfield, Springville. I get those two confused because of the mm-hmm. Simpsons, Springville. And um, so I ended up moving down and living in BYU housing uh, apartments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a bunch of strange people, mm-hmm. and that well, was an experience. A but. lot of BYU, uh, good straight lace, good uh-huh. BYU. You know, Todd, Did they just let you do that. Well, yeah. I mean, as long as you don't drink beer or make it known that you do, which there you, go. Yeah. you know, yeah. we kept it under the radar. So, so um, now let's talk a little bit about. Uh, and by the way, we're talking with Todd Newcomb uh, and um, about his radio career, and we're, we'll get to the point where he was no longer employed with X ninety six, and and then now he's employed with X ninety six. You'll hear, hear as much of the dirt as we can reveal. No. There's really not that much. It's not that exciting of a story, but uh, but, but uh, so. So you're living in BYU housing and, and working at X96. Mm-hmm. 
And now you were raised a good Mormon boy. Yeah. Uh, were you a good Mormon boy at that time? For most of it, I was. But then I met uh, my friend, because uh, uh, I didn't know anybody. I was literally at first living in an apartment with five roommates. I didn't know any of them at all. And then as I was down there, I kind of made a couple of friends with some, some kids my age. And they were living down the street at Branbury Apartments, which is also an off-campus but BYU-approved thing. And, and they were little hellions. Mm -hmm. So they taught me to drink uh, liquor a little bit. A little bit. Um, and you're it, still a lightweight. Oh, it's pathetic. You I mean, are a lightweight. Yeah, and I don't even drink yeah, anymore get a at couple, all. Get a couple of, used to get a couple of wine coolers in Todd. And, and I was, was like, naked, <laughs> naked singing show tunes. Yeah. But uh, So I met those guys, and eventually we moved in together in one of the uh, apartments in Branbury, and there were like four of us mm -hmm. in one unit, and mm -hmm. had a good time. They're great guys, and, and I still correspond uh, via Facebook with them all the time. Um, do you want to talk at all about, um, I, I think it's kind of interesting, your, um, your, your lack of religion now. <laughs> you, and, uh, well, you know, you, do you want to talk about that sure, at all? Sure, because, sure, sure. Because, you know, you used to be, uh, I was a good Mormon boy. Yeah. And when I hired you, you were a good Mormon yeah, boy. Yeah. And you and and you became kind of vehemently anti-religion <laughs> at some point, and I think that's mellowed a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, but, I I I'm, I don't care what people want to do uh, on Sunday or whatever other day of the week that, that uh, is holy to them or not holy. I mean, just do your thing. Why did how did you why did you lose your faith? Do you think? Um, I just started to kind of logically go through things and came to the conclusion that it was all very absurd. It was bunk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm trying to lead you along here. You told me a story one time about your brother. Oh, do you do you care to reveal that at all? <laughs> well, I was I was I thought it was a really touching story. I, I found it interesting that um, I have a brother. My youngest brother is handicapped. Mm -hmm. Is this the story? Mm -hmm. And yeah. and uh, and can't walk. And and and, and they were uh, what's his name? He's a great kid. Yeah, Matt. 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 Yeah. Great kid. When you you'll see him at concerts a lot of times oh, yeah. when Todd's around. He's in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And and uh, but I I found it interesting that the uh, the ward we were attending didn't have it wasn't wheelchair accessible. And then they went to do a complete renovation on this on this building because it was mm -hmm. an old one. Uh, they rebuilt it and and. There wasn't going to. At first, they said there was going to be an elevator, and then there wasn't. And I found it ironic that you couldn't get into uh, God's true church if you couldn't walk. <laughs> yeah. Well, that bugged me a little bit. Yeah. It, I remember. I just remember you getting really torqued about that. And, you know. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Uh, you want to? Uh, let's. Jake just brought some food over here. Solitai Kitchen. What What'd you bring over, Jake? Some appetizers right now. We got some. Uh we got some uh, uh, steamed shrimp dumplings over here. So that's mm -hmm. basically a shrimp paste filled dumpling. And then we have uh, some homemade steamed rice noodle. They're filled with pork, carrots, and uh, soybeans. And then, of course, we got a couple of different sauces. We got a nice green chili sauce and uh, a really fantastic uh, black bean sauce over there. So I think you guys are going to enjoy these. Okay, Todd, and, you ready to try uh, it? Get you it. started. Oh, get yeah. you started. Okay, try it, Todd. So now I know the pork. You'll that's you're all over a piece yeah, of pork. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, I want you to try the uh, the shrimp dumplings too. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Do me to do, I'll do I'll do a shrimp dumpling right now. Okay. okay. Here we go. I'm taking a picture for so you can um, prove to your family or whatever. Mm, well, that's really good. The no, sauce is a little spicy. I would warn you. Now this one I don't. Is, this is that sauce? one spicy? Oh, no, that's, that's this good. one's a little spicy. That's got some cake. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which I like. But. There we go. All right. This will be easy because it's just shrimp. I, I'm okay with shrimp. Well, it's shrimp paste, Todd. Right. Well, what in the hell would that be? They I mean, squeeze it out of the shrimp. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that, that ain't paste, Bill. <laughs> they, they squeeze it right out of the shrimp. Anything that's been squoze out of something. Yeah. No, it's just, it's re, mm. what do you think? Oh, that's great? excellent. I yeah. love that. Good, 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 good. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting Todd exposing him to new foods. That's very tasty. Yeah. And, and these are tasty, too. Again... Spicy. spicy on that. Spicy. Yeah, we'll give that so a if that's that, you could you could dip it in that as well. So uh, so anyway, Todd loses his faith while he's working for X ninety six in the <laughs> and early living years in Provo. and living in Provo. Which I just is on. went straight to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. I used to be a Republican too. Like I remember campaigning very very passionately uh, against Bill Clinton. Like Re just I don't really. Recall that. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh no. I was I was trying to get George Bush back in there for another series of uh, years, mm -hmm. and I was uh, not into the whole thing at all. But that changed too. Why do you think that changed? <laughs> I came to my senses. 
Like you, you, you do what your parents say for a while, and then you figure things out on your own. Yeah. It's not always the same conclusion. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe we ought to take a little break here. We've been recording for a while. Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break, because I want to try some of this stuff. Okay. Um, Todd, one thing we do on the show is we always mm-hmm. ask people, and I'm excited to ask you this, what is your favorite song? Right now? Sure. I'm stuck on uh, Burn It Down by Linkin Park. It's okay. Pretty That's good. just a great song. Okay. Can't help it. I love Lincoln Park. So we'll play a little bit of that right now. Take a break on the Let's Go Eat show. Uh, we're doing a podcast with Todd Newcomb uh, here at Solitai Kitchen, which is uh, 7th South and 2nd West, right by Broovies. Solitai Kitchen, open for lunch most days, right? Yeah. Lunch uh, Monday through Friday and dinner uh, seven days a week. Dinner, week, correct, dinner yes. seven days a week. So, uh, Solitai Kitchen. We'll take a break, come back with more from Todd Newcomb. More now with Todd Newcomb from Solitai Kitchen. You're listening to the Let's Go Eat Show, a podcast that I think some people listen to. Hopefully. I hope so. Uh, and um, Clayton does. Yeah, Clayton uh, is one of our uh, Radio From Hell former interns is here. He listens to the show, so I know uh, at uh, at least one person downloads the show. Thanks for supporting us, Clayton. <laughs> Uh, we're talking about Todd's radio career. Uh, I also want to talk about his uh, other careers as well. But uh, Also, Todd and I have something in common in our history. Dylan, what do you have in common? Todd and I both did college radio, right? Actually, you no. Didn't? You I did not do college. I've never been to broad. I don't know anything about broadcasting went to at Weber's, all. You, didn't you go to Weber? I went, to, I, I went to Weber. Out of school. I went to Weber State and never took a communications class or anything. What, you never you did, did anything with KWCR? Nothing. Well, I was working at KJQ at the time, so I was already. You're too getting, cool for. Yeah, I was for going to. I was going to the Bill Allred School of Broadcasting, son. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> where you learn things that's that are for right. real. That is so. I because I swear to God, people it's, walk around KWCR at Weber State University and say, "Yeah, Todd Newcomb went here, and even." <laughs> I'll I mean, you went do. to Weber State. Oh, well, maybe. I, I mean, and you've spoken there. I've been there. I've spoken there, and I've uh, I graduated from Weber State, but I never took a class. Well, you did. Gra- you did graduate from Weber State. Yeah, it's a two-year associate's degree. So, yeah. what did you study while you were there? Uh, I thought I was going to go into uh, psychology. Was my you know I thought I was going to get a bachelor's in, in uh, arts with uh, you know an emphasis in psychology, majoring in psychology. But then the radio thing kept happening. And I found that was more exciting, and, and just kind of finished up with a two-year general ed degree. Was the idea the two, the uh, the uh, psychology degree was going to be the backup when radio fell through? That yeah, was... and I wish I would have you know pursued that because radio is falling through. Because <laughs> radio has fallen through, and we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, we will get to that. But if you want to surround yourself with mentally unstable people, psychology or radio, radio. Or radio. so it's kind of the same thing. Right. I mean, very similar. How many times has has your father cried on my shoulder? Or wait, no, I'm usually crying on no. his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, so, Todd, you, uh, so you're, you're, we're doing uh, X96, and you're doing uh, Late Nights. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and it, that just went on and on and on. It seems like it did for a long time, and that was all while we were in Provo. And eventually they did move the studio uh, to Salt Lake City, which was great because I could move out of Provo. And I ended up moving back home. Which was still a bit of a commute, but Hooper. it was better than living in Provo because I just didn't like that. Where along in that line did you get married? Uh, we'd moved back to Salt Lake, and I and I, I recall that was I think around ninety four ish or late ninety three when we moved back to Salt Lake, mm-hmm. and then I uh, met my wife uh, in ninety four. Where'd you meet her? On a blind date. Uh, I was I was hoping you were going to say a radio station event. No, she was. Where many of us met. She our was wives. in line waiting to spin the wheel of prizes, and she won yeah. me, Bill. <laughs> No, it was uh, it was a blind date. My brother worked with her and set me up, and uh, I don't know, worked out pretty yeah, well. Yeah, you've been married a long time. Yeah, now? since ninety five, since uh, June of ninety five, <clears throat> and um, and uh, they are the proud parents of a, uh, a, a basset hound, no, uh, beagle. a beagle. Yeah, uh, they're the proud parents of a beagle and some baby ducks. Yes, the ducks have grown up. There, there, uh, there's two of them, and they're they're almost pretty much full size at this point. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I have duckies, three cats, a dog, and two ducks, and and one brogan. 
uh, taught Wait, did, us. Did, do the ducks live in the house? Uh, they not yet, but we're going to get diapers for them. You're gonna, he's he's <laughs> absolutely serious about this. He has pet ducks, and he's going to get diapers for them. And so they're, they're, they're yard the ducks. Yeah, they're yard ducks. Do you have a pond in your yard? I have a, it's a it's a Walmart pool, but yeah, a wading pool. Yeah. Oh, like, and the ducks just hang out in your yard? Yeah. It's cool. You should get some, Dylan. So, but to, uh, then wait. Talk about talk about the uh, <laughs> changing duck diapers. Talk, <laughs> talk about the di- duck diapers. Well, they there's a harness. You strap the harness on them, and it goes around like their butts. And then in in the in the harness, then you take like a normal disposable diaper for a baby. You cut them into like fourths, I think, and you put that in the little pouch thing, mm-hmm. and they poop into the. Uh, and you, the and you have to change and get, it periodically. Yeah. You, and, and they wander around. They'll wander around the house. That's the theory. Well, do, you, do you cut a little hole in the diaper for their tail to come out? Because that would be adorable and I might consider it. If, no, the thing covers their tail. Oh, so, oh that's sad. It's I still think quite that's adorable. Wrong. Even no. Donald Duck didn't have to wear pants. <laughs> well, Donald wasn't shitting in my living room either. So, <laughs> True. <laughs> you know, Donald Duck once took a dump in my backyard. <laughs> Long story. We won't get into it. Uh, is that, why, why did you start raising ducks? Well, when I was a kid, a little, uh, like in junior high, we had ducks. Because I lived in Hooper. We had bunny rabbits, and we got ducks and chickens. And mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. fun. They're little. They're cute, and they have personalities, and they interact with you. Mm-hmm. They make actually nice little pets. Huh. I, I'm all for it. I got them while I was unemployed. <laughs> I was bored off my ass, mm-hmm. and I thought, I'll oh, screw it. I'm going to go get a couple of duckies. All right. So anyway, let's go back to uh, X96. <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. We're getting, uh, getting ahead of it. Uh, so uh, X96, and we cruised along for quite a long time with you being the the uh, evening jock. Mm-hmm. Six, then, six to ten? Six to ten. And oh. then Chet did ten to uh, like two. Mm-hmm. And then for a while, there was a brief period, about a year, maybe shortly, maybe more like nine months, where Chet Tapp and I did a show together from uh, seven to oh, that's right. midnight, I think is what it was. We, we tried doing a team show. Yeah. Which was fun. We had a good time, and I think we did a few things right. Um, we did a lot of crazy stuff, but it was fun. It was fun having you know a partner, and you know we were smart asses. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, and then and then that fell apart, and you then you continued to do. Well, yeah, they ended up putting. They ended up having a vacancy in afternoons. You went to afternoons, and, at and, that point. and I'd always wanted to do that, and, and I had the chance then to move to afternoons. So then we left Chet doing the evening yeah. shift, and then they moved me to uh, afternoons, which is just the best place to be. Yeah, it, uh, afternoon shift is the next best. A lot of people don't understand uh, radio. They say, well, why are they, you, you know, radio from hell, you guys, uh, you guys are the heritage show, and the, why do they put you in the early morning? Well, in radio, that's the best time. That's when people are listening. They get up to go to work, prime time. Drive, drive, drive to work, and then they drive home. And second, second part of the, to that time is afternoons right. from 3 to 7, or usually yeah. from 3 to 7. So people are on their way home. So. The cool thing about that is you don't have to get up at fucking 4 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Dylan, watch your language, son. Sorry. Son. Sorry. Son. I'm fucking 25 Son. Now. Son. Fucking 4 in the morning paid for that computer you're using right there. So don't. So don't, don't give me that bullshit. You know, just, you know, that's what, that's, you know, let's be honest about it, okay? So anyway. I think, I think years of hearing, hey, Dad, how are you? I'm so tired. I think putting up with that for 25 years paid for this fucking laptop. Besides nope. tired, Dad, how no, are it you? Didn't. No, it didn't. I'm sorry, I can't play ball. I'm too tired. Just go out in the backyard and throw a ball around, Dad. Too tired. Go watch TV. Dad, I need a ride home from the doctor. I'm too fucking tired. So, all right. So anyway, <laughs> I love uncensored Bill. This is <laughs> so uh, so. Uh, you, you get to the prime time and doing uh, afternoon radio and oh, what so year? Much fun. Uh, it was close to God. I can't remember. Maybe ninety six ish, ninety six, ninety seven ish, somewhere in there. And then I held that down for a while and and. Uh, I, I, we didn't really change that until I, for a while, I switched to middays uh, back around 2004 ish for a couple mm-hmm. of years. Mm-hmm. And then, because uh, we had already doing afternoons, we mm-hmm. put him on afternoons because mm-hmm. he was hilarious. And then, then when he left, then I moved back to afternoons. And uh, all this time, uh, pretty much Mike Summers is the program director. Yeah, up till uh, 02 or 03 it was. Was it 03? Yeah. And, uh, and this hat, you know. I mean, this happens in radio a lot, but with X96 and KJQ, it, it sort of 
people have managed to hang on to their jobs with both of those stations for mm-hmm. a lot longer than most radio sure. gigs. Yeah. I mean, Mike Summers, program director of KJQ, and before that, KRP, and, yeah. and before that, K, KCGL. Uh, KCGL. So, so he had a long history there. And then in 2003, and, and it, we, you know, there's no that's point going show. into yeah. it. Yeah, that's another show. I'd love to have Mike on sometime. Uh, it, uh, it, he, he loses his job with, right. with Simmons Media, who owns X96 now. And at the time, I was working for the rebirth. Uh, Simmons did a, uh, an attempt to revive KJQ on right. 103.1 FM, and they moved me from X96 over to program that. And I, that's where I was when Mike left. And I was kind of not sure. I, you know, I, I wasn't. I didn't want Mike's job. Like I was happy doing the KJQ thing. We were seeing it, experience some growth. I wasn't sure that losing Mike was a good idea. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that was a good idea at the time. Yeah, I, I, I don't. You know, as, as whatever difficulties we ever had with Mike, I don't think any of us thought it was a great idea. Yeah, and so I wasn't uh, eager to go jump into that because I thought those were big shoes to feel to yeah, fill. And and. And things were going okay, so they began a, a nationwide search to uh, to bring some people in, and, and they were interviewing them. And, and I, I never you really, didn't you didn't ask to, I didn't ask to be to interview or anything or any, but I I kept asking about uh, the process. I'm like, who have you talked to? What's going on? How's this? What's their mm-hmm. position on that? And I was asking all these questions because it's you know I love X ninety six. I can't I can't not love it. It's you know it's something that's been in my life forever. Since you were. Eighteen, just, yeah, since I was just a kid, mm-hmm. and so I was concerned about its future, and and just was curious to see where they were going with it. And then Steve Johnson, who was our uh, sales manager, still is the sales manager for the group at the time. Uh, he 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 was having an in depth discussion with me about it, and I just was you know talking about the direction of the station and find someone that can carry it this way and make sure it does this. We and, ought to do this. Yeah, and, yeah. and he thought that was so very insightful that he started talking to uh, the. Uh, president of the company and then the alan the vice president of operations and then i get this email from alan haig says hey todd i want to go to lunch tomorrow let's do it and so i go there and he freaking offers me the job and i about fell out of my chair so he offered you the job without you even yeah how long had you been programming the kjq it was under a year it was probably about nine months in and i guess did you see people have asked i was asked once would you like to uh Program, I think it was, I think it was KJQ at the time, but it might have been X ninety six, and there was some kind of upheaval going on. And somebody said to Mike Summers, said to me, Mike Summers said to me, "Would you be interested in programming this station if I don't, if I'm not around?" Because he was interviewing for some other jobs. Elsewhere. Yeah, well, this yeah. was a long, long yeah. time ago. He said, uh, I, "I'd like to leave the station if I go away," and it turned out he didn't. If I go away, I'd like to leave the station in good hands. I think you would be a good program director. Would you like to program X96 or KJQ? I forget which it was. Yeah. And I said, God, no. (laughs) Absolutely not. No, what I do is I do the morning show. No, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And you're a smart man. I, I mean, being a program director is... It's crazy, but it's fun. Like, you have to worry about everything, like the whole station. From everything in the morning show to what's happening at three in the morning to anything that's coming out of the speakers at any time, mm-hmm. and a lot that's behind the scenes too. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy, but it's fun. Well, I, I don't. <laughs> it's 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 creative, but it's also a lot of administrative stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you end up being the program director of X ninety six, and uh, did that for how long? From o three to uh, December of two thousand eleven pretty good run yeah um, i mean and we had outstanding we had we were the number one rated station in the market now when you took it over from mike in 03 where were we in the ratings do you remember i think we were doing okay mm-hmm. you know i think we were doing well in the 18 to 34 year old range which is kind of where we always like to steer this thing mm-hmm. so we were doing okay there but things did get better mm-hmm a little bit. That was not anything I did. I don't claim that at all. We just have a good team, and you know. It, well, you it, should. It, you need to claim okay. some of it. I did it all. Yeah. I brought no. this. I brought this son of a bitch to number one. No, <laughs> we did. We did great. No, we got some things together. We. I think we put some cohesiveness together as far as everything that was happening mm-hmm. with the station, and we made it kind of a nice piece. Like all that started clicking together very well. 
You know, I just I'd like to I'd like you to explain to me as much to as to anybody else. And don't be modest. Don't be modest about this. You know, we we had good ratings, and with Mike, we sometimes we would have great ratings. Yeah, he, he had the thing. Of, he had the thing number one in one the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we were number one in the market one time in our demographic. No, in all demos. Oh, in all demos. 12 plus, that's right, yeah. twelve plus. We were always number one, eighteen thirty four. I mean, yeah. that's just kind of how things were. Yeah, and it was just it was kind of fun to say we're we are the number, and I think it was for one book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were number one, and that's the only time it ever happened. Yeah. So Mike always had good ratings, mm-hmm. but. The station seemed to solidify, and and it got to the point where we weren't, we didn't fluctuate a lot. We were always, like the morning show, always number one. Yeah, uh, and pretty much every day part always number one uh, in the demo of eighteen mm-hmm. to thirty four. Wow. How, how, what did you do to make that happen? I think a lot of it was um, making sure that we were playing the right music. We, we did a lot of research with our listeners to find out, you know, first of all, who the hell our listeners were and to meet as many of them as we could and then literally ask them, you know, present them with our music library, get enough of them together in a room and, and have them tell us what songs they want to hear and which ones suck. And mm-hmm. from there we piece it all together so music is was the most important part of that there was music and there was some good promotions that we did i think when we when we had the and you guys thought this up it was your idea but i was a huge supporter of it the the gay marriage billboards Mm -hmm. that we did um some of the other different promotions that we did some of the cash giveaways um Mm -hmm. all of that played into it but i think i really think what we did overall was create a sort of a team unity among our promotion department our air staff between the morning show and the rest of the DJs and we we all got on the same collective page the sales we, department and the sales department and we made sure that the page we were on was what the listeners were trying to relate to mm-hmm. and and that was kind of the goal mm-hmm. you know that I came in with that challenge to to accomplish mm-hmm. and, and and it worked it really did and, yeah and I, because before things would be kind of uh, you know and again I and I Please never let it be said that I badmouth Mike Summers. That's not my intention at all. But there was there were there were there was friction and conflicts a lot of times uh, between programming and sales and and the promotion and and there would be conflict. You know there would be arguments about what to do and what and that kind of all went away when you took over. Well, I started you know slapping people on the ass in the hallway good and game. and good yeah game. yeah good game you know and it, that I think that. I think that's, that really did it, and and then and then and, <laughs> and then, I think that's why I was asked to leave after. A few and then years. he gave, and then he gave one Christmas. He gave us all sex toys, which was really fun. Yeah, but you know, no, that's a joke. It was folks. a good year. Uh, so so uh, so so anyway, we're number one. We're number one. We're number one. We couldn't have been more number one in our demos. I think. Of course, when you're number one, the only way to go is down, which happens. So one day. You are let go. Yeah, and it was, you know, we had a huge, uh, it was ridiculous. We, we just had these great big huge numbers, and this was, I think, three or so years ago, about this time of the year, where we were just like the number one station. And, and again, we always did really well on our demos, mm-hmm. and, and the day I was let go, excuse me, the day my contract wasn't renewed was basically how it went down. Um, we were number one in our demos. In fact, I was unemployed, and a, ch- a ratings bonus check arrived in my mailbox for being number one while I was unemployed. Uh, I remember that that day, um, and I mean, you can tell me the exact day and time. It was what day? What what was the date? Do you remember? It was when two you were... days after the Christmas show because I took the day following. I think it was the fifteenth of December. Fifteenth of December. And my contract was good until the end of December, mm-hmm. and they informed me that morning uh, at nine that mm-hmm. that uh, their intention was to not renew the contract. And they, you know, gave me severance, and they paid out the rest of it. And they were very professional about it. Mm-hmm. And, and I maintained mine because I thought, you know, maybe one day I'll come back. I didn't expect that it would be this soon. Um, so maybe we take a break here. Okay. We'll take a break. Um, I want to talk about why it happened. All right. If, if, we're, if we're number one, you, we couldn't have been more number one. <laughs> And that all rests on a program director's shoulders. So why would that... Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Talk about it. Uh, Give us another song, Todd. What else do you listen to right now? Uh, Something old, maybe. Something old school. How about um, Shake the Disease from Depeche Mode? 
Okay. Oh, you love that stuff. Good stuff. And uh, it is the Let's Go Eat show that you're listening to. And and we thank you very much for downloading this podcast or, yeah, I guess that's the only way you do it is tell download it, right? Yeah. T- tell your friends. and uh, the love of God. Go to the Let's Go Eat show dot com. That's a website that you can download the, and you can get it through iTunes and everything. Uh, we're talking to uh, Todd Newcomb, who uh, was the program director of X96 until he was let go uh, in December of uh, 2011. Yeah. For why? Well, I think it boiled down to they wanted to um, pursue a different direction. I think they wanted fresh blood. Um, in radio, there was this saying, and I'd heard it, you know, in radio, you're either, you've either been fired from your job or you're about to be fired. And I spent about 20 years waiting for that day, and it, you know, it finally went down. And it wasn't like they fired me. It was, it was, it, it was presented to me that they wanted to try something different. They wanted a different direction. I think they wanted some fresh blood, and, and uh, I, I was puzzled about that. But you know, you, but you don't really have any idea why they wanted no, I mean, something. You know, you, you certainly. And I've heard many things speculated, which I won't repeat because it's ridiculous because it's speculation. But you know, if I were doing something wrong, believe me, they would have been able to just pop me whenever they wanted. And yeah. not been very gentlemanly about it at all. But this was, we're just going to do something different. Here's your payout. Here's your severance. Good luck. I hope you find something. List me, you know, they put me as a, as, as a reference. I'll say great things you've done. You know, it was very cool. You were stunned. I remember you oh, coming God. down the just, stairs. I probably had a look on my face that was frightened. It I mean, might have been 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm, yeah, and our show wasn't quite over. And so Todd's comes down the stairs, and I it was probably right at the potty break song time because mm-hmm. I was walking out of the stool, uh, the stool, this studio, and uh, Todd said, "I've I, I've just been let go." Yeah, and he and he just had this puzzled look on his face, and then you did too immediately. Yeah, I went, that, you're like, "What? What? Say that again?" I just, just told me they're not renewing my contract. Yeah, and uh, off. Off, off, off I went. You were done that day. Yeah. Done, done, done. I went and, and uh, I grabbed a couple things from my cubicle and, and I, the, Debbie, our HR person, who's one of my friends, which was really awkward because uh, <laughs> everyone's my friend. That you know, I've been there forever, so it's like I'm friends with everybody in the building. Uh, and she's like, you know what? Just go ahead and go if you want, and you can come back later after hours or whatever to get your personal mm-hmm. stuff. I'll, I'll take care of it for you. I'm like, all right, cool. So I, I left and I got in my car and then, and uh, just sat there just. Uh, didn't know what to do. Like Station was, just, was your life. Yeah, I mean, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, what in the fuck am I going to do today? Yeah. Um, and then tomorrow and the rest of the day. So I, 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 uh, I called my wife, and I, and I told her what happened. And her office is just down the street. So I was like, I'm going to come over, and you know, because I need a hug. <laughs> and, and, you know, she's been through some turnover before in her employment. She's, so she knows kind of what it's like. So she said, come over right now. And so I, I go over there, and... And, uh, you know, just kind of sobbed. We sat in the car and sobbed. Oh, you didn't break down and cry in front of her office mates, right? No, just in the car I did. Yeah. Uh, and we hugged and we, you know, figured things would be okay and, and said some unkind things about my, you know, mm-hmm. former employers, as you do, you know. Douches. <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and then we went home. She went home. And, and, uh, and uh, our son, Brogan, who lives with us, um, that we adopted, basically, uh, he was just coming home from the gym, so we got home, and I called him. I'm like, "Can you come home? Some things are going down." He's like, "Is everything okay?" I'm like, "Overall, yes, but no." Mm-hmm. And uh, and he came home, and you know, we talked about everything that happened, and then we sat around and and uh, tried to eat lunch at that point, and then we were just I was just depressed, and and uh, and then I think it was Brogan said, 
oh, you know what? Uh, we're, let's just go bowling. Screw this. Let's just get in the let's car. Let's go bowling. Because we've been going bowling every Sunday night up in uh, at the Orchard Lanes in Bountiful, which is mm-hmm. just total ghetto bowling. Yeah. So in the middle of the afternoon, like, let's just go bowling, and to hell with everything, we're just going to go bowling right now. And Fuck try it, to dude. Have some let's fun. go bowling. Right. And so we did, and we had fun. And then I spent the rest of, you know, I was just trying to not kill myself every day because it was depressing as hell. Like, it well, was ungodly. Now, Todd, a um, couple of things about this. Um, first of all, uh, you know, pe- people said to me, what's he going to do? And I said... Or, you know, I mean, Gina said to me, what, yeah. what do you think Todd's? And I said, well, Todd is uh, the program, the, now the former program director of a radio station that has hugely impressive ratings. Everybody in the industry knows that, in the radio industry knows that. He'll have no trouble finding a job at another radio station out of the state or maybe even in town yeah. if he really wants it. And, and I and I spent the next few months looking uh, for exactly that, and there just wasn't a lot of turnover locally in, in any of the stations. Like there were lots of things that may have been available a few months earlier, but there just wasn't an opening. And uh, out of Utah, there was a station in San Diego, an old school alternative station that's been around forever called ninety one X, and they needed a PD, mm-hmm. and they contacted me right away. And talked to me, and I gave him my resume, and we did a lot of phone interviews, and they eventually flew me out to um, to San Diego to meet the staff and to interview. And so you did go interview, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And and it would have been a great opportunity; it would have been awesome. And what a beautiful town San Diego sure. is! I didn't want to leave. I, all my friends and family live in Utah. I was not interested in in going away, but it was kind of a an economic reality that. Something had to happen because mm-hmm. at that same time, here's something fun. My wife, her department completely shutters and goes down, so she loses her job in about February. So we're both. Oh, unemployed. I didn't realize you were both unemployed. Oh yeah, we were both unemployed, work. and uh, so I did go to 91X and interviewed, and they wanted to pay me not a lot of money, uh, like I, would have, I was doing better here kind of money. They would have paid, in, they would have paid you less money uh, than slightly less, yeah, it. and then and then San Diego where it's expensive I, as hell, yeah. yeah. Which would have not been good. So, and then and then they ended up just promoting from within. I think that was kind of their plan all along. But they have to interview people. It's yeah. an FCC requirement. So, but it was fun. I got a you know I'm great like Mike Halloran uh, in 91X guy that's been in the format forever. Just yep. a legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've known him too. So I got mm-hmm. to hang out with him a little bit. He took me out for fish tacos that night. <laughs> and uh, that was, what a what a nut that guy is just. Nothing but fun. Um, and it's just a great station. It would have been a blast to work with those people. And, and uh, they just had just such a good vibe in their building. But, you know, ended up not, not being the thing for me. So I came back home. And then I was doing some uh, morning show appearances with Chunga. Yep. Once a week I was coming in doing Todd's iPod and then doing a sports report. And then just being in there kind of. Trying to keep your hand yeah, in a little just bit. Trying to pretend like I was relevant. And um, so you're so you're 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 in Utah and you're going around doing stuff. What I'm sh- you're you're a famous person. You're recognizable. How often did people stop you and Todd? What what, what happened? happened? A lot. And how like, did you deal with? Like it? a lot more. Like um, sometimes they wouldn't even know that I was gone. Like <laughs> it was yeah. those were interesting. They're like, oh, hey, Nukem, what's up? I, I listen to X ninety six all the time, and I'm like, Love well, you can you can stop doing that because I don't actually work there anymore. Yeah, like, or apparently you really don't listen all the time, or you yeah. know I don't no, work I'm not there. Anymore. there. But uh, so I'd kind of tell them that I'm not there anymore, and they'd be like, really? What? The? You know, and they were just as baffled as anyone. But mm-hmm. and sometimes they knew, and they'd be like, what the hell were they thinking? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and did that did that make you feel? Good. Like, did it make you? Hey, people miss me. It made you. Yeah, feel oh, it made me get- feel so good. It, I, it was the only contact I had with that aspect of my former, you know, life as, as you know, a guy that well, was. Well, you, you, you knew people missed you immediately. Yeah, you I mean, I got Facebook messages and yeah. things like that, like all the time, all throughout it. But you know, the bumping into people in public, like at the Walmart or wherever mm-hmm. I was at. Seems like it always happened at Walmart in Centerville, but that's because that's the only place I knew how to be. Yes. Um, so, so. Uh, uh, it, you went to you did some work with Chunga. Never um, was paid. It was just like just jumping in and yeah. saying something on the radio and doing my thing. And and, and you 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 tried to reach out to me and uh, Carrie and Gina a little bit mm-hmm. occasionally and other people on kept, the staff. Kept in touch with you guys. Kept in touch with Marcy and with Corey and uh, Richie, of course, and uh, every like the sales staff. Like I talked to them quite often. 
And then you, but then you end up and you go and you start selling cars at uh, <laughs> Katruba's uh, Volkswagen. Katruba's Volkswagen in uh, Bountiful. In, How did that uh, in Layton. Yeah, Layton, that. Well, I'd purchased a bunch of cars from the, uh, Dan Roberts, the sales manager there. I've known him forever. Any, any car I've ever bought has been through him. So you need a job. So he's cool. And he kept saying, he even said earlier in the years, like, I'm sell cars, dude. I'm like, oh, God, I don't know if I want to do that to myself. I'm enjoying my unemployment checks, you know. <laughs> but uh, then it got desperate, and, and I'm like, all right, I'll come, I'll come sell cars. And he's like, it'll be fun. We'll put you on the commercials, and you can say you're Todd Newcomb and you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're, my life sucks. Come buy a car for me, please. And that was kind of how we played it off. And, uh, and it was pretty fun. But uh, that was just three weeks ago is when I started doing that. Mm-hmm. Sold a couple of cars, and then out of the well, not out of the blue because I was desperately trying to come back. Tax ninety six, but uh, how were you trying to come back? Uh, I was talking to my old boss, from, talking to Alan Haig, sending him emails and, and uh, text messages, and just staying in touch with him. Just, and he would respond. And- yeah, I mean, and he and I have always had a good friendship, I think, between us. And and you know, I I sometimes would voice my opinion on things that I thought sounded wrong about the station. Um, oh, while you were gone. While I was gone. You would send him an email or something saying, yeah. boy, it's like, I don't know what, I don't, don't know what this is this, doing. This, or why this may not be a smart idea. So, yeah. you're still, so you're listening to X96 still as you're driving around? Uh, I stayed away from it until I thought that I might have a chance to come back. Like, I didn't even want to hear it well, until, I <laughs> until I noticed the ratings were falling lower than they'd ever been. Mm-hmm. And so then I thought, maybe I better start talking to them and just see what their mood is. Yeah. And and then I started listening, and I started to think, well, here's why that's happening, and so I had to share that information with them. You know, uh, and and then and then uh, so now you're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of how long ago? Uh, two weeks. I've done two full weeks on the air. From two three weeks, to seven, and yeah. you are the afternoon. I'm the afternoon guy. They haven't filled. They have to figure out. And when in radio, whenever there's a full time position, it, all this legal crap, you have to post it, and then mm-hmm. they have to interview it, and it has to remain open for so long. Are you going to interview for the program well, director's I'm, job? I'm gonna when they post it. I'm gonna turn in my resume and all cross right. my fingers. Are you really? We'll see how so, it goes. You should do it. I mean, you should really do it that way. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just post your resume and see, <laughs> because I know there are a lot of up and comers who'd like to be. Oh yeah. Who wouldn't like to be the program director at X96? I've, everyone should want to do it. It's a great job. I, I I would have no interest in being the program director. And and if they came and to me and said, turned it down once. If they and if they came to me again and said, "Would you like to program X ninety six? I'd say, "No, yeah, <laughs> absolutely not, absolutely not." But uh, but I'd say yes. I'd I'd love to do it again. So, but right, I'm just having so much fun being on the radio and just talking to people and, and doing that all again. And I can just see it too. And you can hear it in the show. Oh, yeah. And you can see it on your face. You love being on the radio first and foremost. Yeah, that's my favorite part of the day. It really is. So, but right now I'm selling cars in the first part of the day at Katrupa's Volkswagen. Then come to work and go so there at three. If you want a car, I can set you up. <laughs> you can you can go buy a car from Todd at Katrupa's Volkswagen. And uh, do you always make sure that every car you sell is uh, to uh, all the stations are programmed oh, yeah. 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 X- like all of them yeah. 96.3 we every single preset absolutely yeah 96.3 and, uh, then we, and then we just uh, with the crowbar I just break the Sirius XM <laughs> receiver out of the car bust the antenna off so you can only get FM yeah now uh, uh, before we uh, wrap it up here well can I I have Solitai okay. Kitchen yeah what? I just I don't know I'm so Maybe you're still puzzled? I'm still puzzled. I don't, because, uh, I mean, Dad called me and he said, hey, ta- you know, he called me the day you you were, were uh, not renewed. Did, and he called did, me the what? day he found out you were coming back. Now, did, the day I called when I found out it was renewed, I said, di- uh, didn't I say, we finally got rid of that dead weight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's what I said. That no. son of a bitch is gone. Yeah, said, no. party at my place. No, no, of course <laughs> as, not. As Facer used to say, he's... Kicking horse turds down a dirt road or whatever the saying yeah. was. Yeah. And, uh, and or, or he'd say, you can tell him to go piss up a rope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and then he, and he called me and said, Todd's coming back. And I, I mean, I guess, you know, for a job. But I thought, why would you want to come back? Does that make sense? Like, it, well, I, I, it, after, you, yeah. after you were kind of abused. My well, initial thing would have been that you'd be angry at them and hurt and... and how and you, you were all that? of that. Well, I'm sure I was, but I got over it. And and it's just so much a part of my you know my being of X ninety six. That's just what I know, and I love it. And I love the listeners, and I love I love everything about it. You know, some of the some of the the business side of it, where things like this happen. You know, that's another story. But as far as just X ninety six and and what it stands for, and, and the listeners, and, and the air staff, and, and everyone 
behind the scenes, the sales staff, that's where I always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a period of time where I wanted to start a competing station again and just go right at it, you know? Yeah. But that would have sucked because I don't want to fight with anybody. I just wanted to do my thing, and so I have that chance to come back. So uh, and and uh, how long do you think it'll be before we're so number one again? We can't stand it. I'm, uh, and, and don't and don't <laughs> you know don't mistake uh, what I, what we're saying here. Uh, X ninety six is does is just we, we do great. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. mean the shares are huge. It's, it's we it's do great awesome. in the in the ratings. But we tr- uh, would trade it all for a little more. Yeah, we can <laughs> you can always be more number 1. That's right. And uh, so so we'll get there again. We'll be I, more Of course number- we will cuz yeah. we we you know we do fun stuff and we do what our listeners expect. So yeah. that's kind of the plan. Yeah. Uh, now, I want to talk to you about one other thing before we uh, uh, get, break up here, because I know you've got to go to a family reunion. That's right. My mom will kill me if I'm late. Yeah. Todd, you- are you coming to the reunion? You said you would go. You've left the church, but you can't disappoint me. <laughs> you can't disappoint me by not coming to the reunion. <laughs> you can leave the church, but you can't leave the family. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, your parents are pretty terrific, aren't they? I love my parents. Leroy and Vianne. Leroy and Vianne Noker, out in Hooper. And, they're, uh, and, they, and they didn't disown their son. They, they, they still love him to this day. They still like me, even yeah. after I uh, got the funny haircut and a tattoo. They're still okay with all <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, I want to talk just quickly about your career, if there is one, as an author. There's kind of. I mean, I, I, You've written how many books? Oh, God, I've written probably like 15 or 16, but there's three that are published Self-published, uh, sort of. Uh, they, uh, what, are, what are they? Uh, the first one that came out is Path of Totality, right. uh, which when I wrote it, it was so far-fetched, I thought. Uh, I thought the plot was so just like, this will never happen. But then Elizabeth Smart comes back home, and there's a lot of similarities, oddly, in the two, in, the, in that yep. story in my book. And then I did Rated to F, which was about censorship, about people editing videos in Utah County. Um, which was crazy and absurd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in the book, the guy that's cleaning the videos uh, ends up making like porno, inserting porno into uh, other movies. And then in reality, some of these guys that were doing that in, in Provo, the clean flicks guys, got busted for for making naughty movies with uh, yeah with underage girls from right. Provo. Yeah. And, and I'd written my book before that had happened, so I thought, what the hell? Maybe so, you okay. shouldn't write. <laughs> yes, yeah, these are coming true. <laughs> Maybe or, you should write write a book that says that Bill Walred becomes a millionaire. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> and then what was the third one? Third one is uh, the one. I did with uh, Zach Shutt, Blogs of Wrath, which, oh, yeah. uh, uh, that's just, uh, between all of them, I think uh, Blogs of Wrath and Rated F are my other two favorites. Mm. Uh, and so, so uh, you uh, did you always want to be a, a writer at the same time you always wanted to be a radio guy, or where did that come from? I along? think I wanted to be a writer the moment I finished reading uh, To Kill a Mockingbird in my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. When I read that, I thought... How did just one person make something like this? It seemed like there should have been, you know, like a, a, an, an office full of brilliant people to put together such a moving piece of, of literature. Mm-hmm. And, and I, then you started writing it when you read that in yeah, high, high school and all that. Just uh, tried, to, tried my best. And uh, what is there in your future as an author, do you think? Uh, oh, I got a couple of good books uh, ready to go. I'm just waiting. And I thought while I was unemployed, I would do nothing but write books. Turns out I didn't write a damn thing. <laughs> I read a lot, but too depressed. Probably, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but yeah, I've got I've got one that I'm just dying to start writing because it's it's about a guy that loses his job and ends up selling cars and some other things. What do you know about that? <laughs> so it's um, I had the plot before. Now I've got the setting and the character down. Wait, just because you, of my own personal experience, you had the plot before. Uh, not, before you not got the, fired, not the losing the job oh. part of the plot. The, okay, the other part were of the about plot. to get freaky. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I was thinking about this book, and then I got fired. No, no, the, most of the book's okay. going to be out on, about an eating disorder. That it, it'll be fun. Okay, <laughs> uh, and then uh, then then uh, just really quickly, uh, I just want to add this: Todd is also a football referee. I am absolutely. Do you and still I'm, do that? I, I, you know, I, the last fall I didn't do it because I was busy with crazy things at the radio station. But uh, during my off time, there's a uh, Rocky Mountain Football League they play in the springtime, and it's semi-pro. I started doing some games with them. And then uh, my friend Carl Richens, who was on uh, ASCA, he was ASCA referee. Oh, yeah, I remember that guy. He, Very nice He guy. put together a, um, a, a training course for the NCAA officials, that uh, just kind of a private thing that he did here in Utah a few weeks ago, where the officials that were in college that wanted to learn and, and work with these these. You know, he had this this cast of officials that had worked, you know, like bowl games and BCS mm-hmm. championship games that came in, and, and it was basically a, a clinic, a workshop, an academy, if you will. Yeah. So you're going to do some more refereeing. And so I did that well. with him, yeah. and then I uh, he paid me to announce some games and things, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. 
And Todd is a train enthusiast. That's right. Oh, God, that's we right. could do a whole nother hour about, about driving, nice. refereeing, and trains. Yep. We, and maybe you, we will. And ducks. And ducks. He's a duck enthusiast. <laughs> what are the ducks' names? Uh, Bingo and Pongo. Oh. I just I want to I want to come to the house and come see the ducks and visit awesome. the ducks. I'll show you my trains too. <laughs> you are just you're you know you're just a terrible awful nerd. <laughs> pretty much. Just but I have uh, let me say this. It is it is um, lovely to have you around again. I, I missed it and I missed you guys and it really it was, it was heartwarming beyond anything I thought would ever happen to hear. The, uh, you guys, the, uh, everyone in the building, the coworkers, um, people just were very sweet and and I think very supportive of trying to get me back. Yeah. Um, I I, I uh, I'm, I'm just utterly speechless about that. I mean, what? Wow, it was very nice and and uh, like I can't even. I'll start bawling if we talk more about this. So I won't. Glad glad <laughs> to have you here. Um, and uh, I hope you, uh, you just keep your hands off the morning show. Oh, I won't mess with you guys, and I will stop stealing staplers, because I really think that's what it was. I think Debbie busted me stealing a stapler, and then she's like, get was? him the hell out of here. Uh, Todd Newcomb, uh, program director, former program director of X96, uh, now afternoon jock at X96, and car salesman at Katrubas VW in Layton. <laughs> that's right. We can hook you up with a deal, Bill. And he's trying new food. Here at Solitai Kitchen, where we recorded this podcast. By the way, this edition, we're going to talk to the uh, chef and the owner of Solitai Kitchen coming up in a few minutes, and we'll post that as another episode of the right. Let's Go Eat show. Right. Uh, this this tofu dish right here, and you think tofu? Ooh, that is so damn good. I I try to cook tofu at home, and I can't. I all right, I'll try a bite, and then i got to run. Try a little bite of to- tofu, and then you got to go to the reunion up in Logan. Todd, it's great to have you back. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, as we always say on the Let's Go Eat show, if you're pouring drinks, make mine a double. Double.